we have gone through the story of Joseph and yesterday marked the last chapter in the book of Genesis where we would hear much about Joseph and you know just looking back reflecting pondering upon the lessons we have learned as we studied the life of Joseph I just see that God has supplied us with more than enough gems. God has revealed to us that his instructions were carried out by people of old. His commands are not burdensome. His commands are righteous. You know, I was critically thinking of what extra lesson can one get from this story? What extra lesson can we learn? Lord, please open our hearts and mind to think and ponder upon these words critically. And it hit me. Now, for those who are very familiar with all Bible stories, I'd like to draw your mind to the story of Daniel. And for those who are not familiar, there was a man called Daniel and his three Hebrew brothers, Azariah, Mishaiah, and the last. Now, it was when they got to Babylon that Nebuchadnezzar changed their names, gave them Babylonian names to the very popular ones we know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, initial their Hebrew name is Azariah, Meshiah, and I know I keep forgetting Hazariah. Yes, those are their real names. Now, <clears throat> according to their story, what God revealed to us was they told the king's servant, servant who was in charge of their feeding and all of that, they said, Please do not give us from the king's food give us vegetables and give us water at the end of the day Nebuchadnezzar found out that they were ten times wiser than all other persons now how does this relate to Joseph to the story of Joseph we have read so far that Joseph was obedient to God and he showed love to man. Now, he was in prison. He was in prison. And I am sure that he could also, he would also have been keeping and being uh, obedient to the command of God as to what is clean and as to what is unclean. Now, I don't know if they give prisoners meat during their time. I don't know if they give them turkey or any of those flesh food. I know prisoners are not meant to be treated like they are free. So I can imagine them giving him the lowest quantity but not the least quality. 
Because I mean, if, if a prisoner should ask for only vegetables, they would be glad to give him only vegetables. Nonetheless, just not to stress ourselves too much on as to what he ate, we can say for sure that he did not disobey the command God had given as to what is clean and what is unclean. And what was the result when Pharaoh had a dream? None could understand, none could interpret except Joseph. Isn't that similar to the three Hebrew boys who were in captivity in the land of Babylon? It is. It is. And I said, thank you, God, for this is another lesson. Another lesson of the merits, of the benefits of obedience. God told man, this is clean, this is unclean. The clean I have added to your diet. Feed on it and leave the unclean. Obedience, 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 they say is far far better than sacrifice hi my name is Ulua Femi and you're welcome to the gospel space which chapters left before we finally move to the book of exodus today we'll be studying genesis chapter 49 jacob's last words to his sons Tomorrow we'll be studying Genesis chapter 50, which will bring us to the end of the book of Genesis. God is good. God is good. I believe and I hope we have been able to learn truth from the Bible, just from this book of Genesis. And again, I'd like to say it is overwhelming. It's it's very wowing as to the truth that are not so popular that we have learned just from the beginning of the Bible, just from Genesis. We have learned about the creation story in Genesis chapter 1. We learned about the food God gave to man before he sinned. In Genesis chapter 2, we learned about the Sabbath. We learned how the Sabbath is part of creation. Before, before there was any nation, before there was any other person except Adam and Eve, there was the Sabbath. The Sabbath is one of the created things. We learned about the state of the dead. From dust man is formed, and to dust he would return. And that breath that God breathed into his nostrils returns to him. So, there is no ghost walking about anywhere. There is no spirit of the dead appearing to anybody. Neither is there any soul ascending to heaven or to hell after death. Strong Lessons We learned so much 
almost in every chapter about obedience, obedience, obedience. We learned about judgment. Those three angels appeared to Abraham and told him, We are going down to Sodom to destroy them because we have heard the cry of God's people. We want to go and check if truly they are guilty of these accusations we are hearing. In that chapter, we saw judgment. We saw judgment. In one previous lesson, we also learned about pattern. If God has a pattern of dealing, if God dealt with men of old in some certain way, then it is sure that this pattern of judgment will continue. If God judged the earth then with the flood, judged the people of Sodom and Gomorrah with fire, all these two judgments are due to sin, then we should expect that God will rain down judgment upon this world again due to sin. We also were reading from one chapter to the other that, oh, there were things like high priest, there were priests, they did burnt offering, wave offering, drink offering, and all of these offerings, all in the book of Genesis. To crown it all, we have seen in the Genesis account that everyone knew, everyone had the understanding, everyone still held on to that principle, that guide God provided to man after he fell. Yesterday we read that even in Egypt, Pharaoh had a, uh, a portion of the city that was given to the priest. They couldn't sell it. They couldn't buy it. It was their allotment. God has made sure we are well grounded as we go on to hear from him so that we will not be shaken by any kind of doctrine. This is the truth we pleaded. This is the truth we had in mind that God revealed to us. And we have seen that he is faithful. He is faithfully revealing to us truth just from the book of Genesis. Lastly, what did we say is the theme of Genesis? Righteousness. Righteousness is that theme. Righteousness is that lesson we have learned repeatedly as we have studied together the book of Genesis. Praise God. Praise God. Let us have a word of prayer and study. Our dear Father in heaven, we thank you for today. We thank you for bringing us again to thy throne of mercy. We plead for the forgiveness of our sins. 
and we open our lips in request for your Holy Spirit that he may come and teach us thy truth. Thank you for that which you have revealed and thank you for that which you will continue to reveal. This is our prayer we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Jacob's last words to his sons has it was a practice and is still a practice now Jacob is giving his departing statements and I can assume declaring his will for each child of his it's not a new practice having a will is not something we just all of a sudden thought of and hey voila will this is something they practice even in the time of Abraham this was the practice and like I said in one of the other podcasts all we did now is to give it a name or if I can say to give it a different name that is appealing in our own time that is will study and Jacob called his sons and said gather together that I may tell you what shall befall you as the last days in the last days gather together and hear you sons of Jacob and listen to Israel your father Reuben firstborn you are my firstborn my might and the beginning of my strength the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power unstable as water you shall not excel because you went up to your father's bed then you defied it he went up to my couch this is the reason now, is this an abomination for a son to go to his father's bed, not only to defile it, but to defile it with his father's concubine? Do we see that a cause follows it? Now, under which authority did Jacob speak? I believe it's under the authority of the Holy Spirit. Now, if he said this under the authority of the Holy Spirit, then cost be you, cost be me, if we become guilty of this same sin Reuben was guilty of. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Instruments of cruelty are in their dwelling place. Let not my soul enter their counsel. Let not my honor be united to their assembly. For in their anger, they slew a man, and in their self-will, they am strong an ox. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob, and scatter them in Israel. Judah, you are he whom your brothers shall praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah, 
is a lion's wealth. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down, he lies down as a lion. And as a lion, who shall rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. And to him who shall be obedient to the, of the people, binding his donkey to the vine and his donkey's coat to the choice vine, he washed his garments in wines, in wine, and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darkened than wine, and his feet whiter than milk. This is interesting. Now, this is a blessing that lasted even unto the time of King David. In fact, unto the time of King Solomon. Because it was after Solomon's reign, the children of Israel split into two. Well, into twelve. Then, by and by, as time went on, they were now divided into two nations. So, it's interesting how this promise, these blessings pronounced from the lips of Jacob to the son, Judah, was pronounced with authority. And now, this is one reason, this is an extra reason why I'm confirming that it was the Holy Spirit that was in the heart it was the holy spirit that spoke through jacob zebulon shall dwell by the hover of the sea by the haven of the sea it shall become a haven for ships and his brother shall adjoin sidon Issachar is a strong donkey lying down between two burdens he saw that the rest was good and that the land was pleasant he bowed his shoulder to the bear a burden shoulder to bear a burden and became a bond of slaves Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel Dan shall be a serpent by the way a viper by the path that bites the horse's heels so that its rider shall fall backward. I have waited for your salvation, O Lord. God, a troop, shall tramp upon him, but he shall triumph at last. Bread from Asher shall be rich, and he shall eat royal dainties. Naphtali is a deer let loose. He uses beautiful words. Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a well. His branches run over the wall, and arches have bitterly grieved him, shot at him, and hated him. But his bow remained in strength, and in the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. By the God of your father, who will help you, and to the Almighty, who will bless you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lies beneath, 
blessings of the breast and of the womb. The the blessings of your father have exhaled the blessings of my ancestors. Up to the utmost bound of an everlasting heap, for they shall be on the head of Joseph, and on the crown of his head of him who was separate from his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey, and at night he shall divide the spoil. Now all these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is what their father spoke to them, and he blessed them. He blessed each one according to his own blessings. Now in his blessings to each of the twelve sons, he referred to them as nations, not just individual persons. He referred to them as nations, and it's very interesting the kind of blessings he spoke, he pronounced upon each child. Then he charged them and said to them, I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephraim the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpha, which is before Mamre in the land of Canaan which Abraham bought with the field of Ephron the Hittite as a possession for a burial place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah his wife. And there I buried Leah. The field and the cave that is there were purchased from the sons of Heth. And when Jacob had finished commanding his sons, he drew his feet He drew his feet up into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. Praise God. Praise God. We see that faithful Jacob put his house in order before he slept. A solemn moment for the sons. A solemn moment for his household. A word of encouragement will be coming from the book of Luke, Luke chapter 12, verse 40. Luke chapter 12, verse 40. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. I pray you have a wonderful day. I pray you have a pleasant day. I pray these lessons that we learn each day would cause a transformation in your heart and a turnaround in your life. You have a blessed day. God bless you.